Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. All right, everybody. We're looking good. We can't wait. It's the Global Watch International Call, November 8, 2023, 3 p.m. Jerusalem time. This is the Israel Watch, which we do every week with Karen Davis and Josie Silver leading. We're always excited for the Israel Watch. Every time I think I can't get any more excited, that something happens and it gets me more excited. And it's not that, it's just that the reason for the excitement is that in the midst of incredible difficulties, God is moving and he is to be glorified. And Israel belongs to to him. And and we are going to see, and we have seen, God move in amazing ways. And we're going to see, we, I feel like the Lord's saying, you haven't seen it in anything yet. You just wait Amen. and watch my hand move. So we just thank you, Lord, for this time. We're so grateful just for the, for the fact that you've raised up this technology that we can even do this. It's amazing that we can do gather together from our living rooms all over the world and uh, come together in, in agreement with what you're doing in Israel. It's just, it's really amazing. And we thank you for that. We thank you that, in fact, you did prepare us ahead of time, uh, that we're not just scrambling around wondering what we're going to do during this hour. And so we just thank you, Lord. It's just, it's it's you, and we are just trying to keep up with you, really. We're just trying to be, have your heart beating with, our heart beating with yours in one accord. And so we just thank you. I just thank you for, we're just going to pray a blessing over Karen and Josie, but just want to pray a blessing over everyone who's on the watch. Um, we just thank you for your commitment. We thank you. You're not, even if you're not speaking, we know that you're there. We know that you're helping us. We just declare God's favor and his protection. And um, for Josie and Karen, we just declare that God's favor is surrounding you like a shield, that we see the two of you growing in favor and anointing in him every single day. We just declare just wisdom, that you would have a spirit of wisdom and revelation, that you would know him better, that you would have a, an increase every day in that Sons of Issachar anointing, that you would know the times and the seasons, and you would know exactly what to do, that the Lord would, that you his voice would be absolutely clear to you every day with what you're to do, with who you're to connect with, how you're to move forward strategically. And we just say, may God renew your strength every day. May he keep you completely in divine health and that no weapon formed against you will prosper. And that's in the natural and in the spiritual. We just declare there's a wall of fire around you and around your families that the enemy cannot penetrate, that in the midst of difficulty, you're not going to walk out in fear or anxiety, but you're rather in the shalom of God and people around you are going to be just amazed to see uh, what they're seeing. And we just declare over you both, may the joy of the Lord every day be your strength. In Yeshua's name, amen. Hallelujah. Oh, amen. and David, we're sorry, David, we're including you in that too. <laughs> Everything Hallelujah. that we prayed over Josie, over your wife, we pray that over you. And we, one of the things that's thrilling to us is to see the two of you operating as a couple. Wow, is yes. that Yes, thank you. Yep. 
Amen. Amen. Yes, they're a double-edged threshing instrument. Just well, yes. it together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we're the three of us, really, every Tuesday, we're on the Tuesday watch at Kayla to Carmel. And I'm just, I'm so thankful, like you said, Fred, for this technology and the live streaming that so many of you are actually with us in that watch now mm -hmm. also. And yeah. it's just in the flow of everything else. One meeting leads to the next. And, yeah. and also that we're having a three o'clock Israel watch, but really there's been an is since we started these daily briefings there's an israel watch of some form every day yeah and keeping us updated and israel i thank god for fred and sue that you have put israel front and center but the lord has put israel front and center mm -hmm and probably will continue to do so until the Lord comes. And so we're really tracking with him and hallelujah. Just wanted to say that uh, for, for those of you that were watching yesterday, also, like Fred said, we have to, minute by minute, the news is updating and, and we're trying to stay in tune. And of course, every, even while we're on this hour, Josie, David and I are in Haifa. We're a target for Hezbollah once they, you know, if you we're holding back with, with Rania and others all across Galilee who are, the Lord has positioned us to guard the Northern Gate. And so we're, we, nothing has broken out on a major scale that has hit the city of Haifa at this point. We've been still under that canopy and we pray that won't happen, but it could happen even while we're talking. Hallelujah. So having said that, I just wanted to say that yesterday in our Tuesday Watch, which really was just a wonderful time, it was the day after the day of prayer that I know many of you participated in that was organized actually by Rabbi Yehuda Glick. And it was a Jews, bringing Jews and Christians together at, at the beginning of the 30 days of morning for those that were massacred on October 7th and they had put out on their on their video advertisement asking everyone to learn this particular song Hoshia et Amecha et Amcha Lord save your people and so in the middle of our watch, <laughs> whoever was watching heard this, Esther, our dear sister Esther, I don't know if she's on right now, she probably is. She just came to the microphone and began to sing this song out a cappella. And I hadn't even had time to put the chords to it. So she just sang it so beautifully. And uh, we're, gonna we're gonna do it in our Shabbat meeting. And it's basically, it's Psalm 28 verse 9, the last verse of Psalm 28. And in English it says, save your people and bless your inheritance. Shepherd them also and bear them up forever. And this is a traditional song. Esther knew it as a child. Israelis who grew up in the land, they all know this song and it's just endured as a traditional, but it's the, that's, it endures because the word of God endures forever. <laughs> and we can sing it together really as Jews who, you know, who believe in God but don't yet know who the Messiah is, we can sing this in unity with them. And that's really what was happening on Monday and Tuesday. Instead of me doing something live from the keyboard right now, we want to just play the video that was sent out to ask people to sing the song. So I think Susan Rao, you have it, if you could put it up now. And it's got the yes. words. So I know everybody's muted, but you can sing along even though you're muted. <laughs> it's got the words. Hallelujah. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. Oh, <laughs> 
Hallelujah. Amen. Susan Rao, you have your hand up. I don't know how I did that. I just took it down. You're Maybe on. You're just saying amen and hallelujah. Just praising the Lord electronically, that's all. Amen. Amen. It's so beautiful. I've just been singing it around the house. And, and Josie, I'm going to just turn it off over to you now. Uh, amen. I agree. It's beautiful. And the fact that it's the word of God, I, I don't think God can deny the sound that is coming up, crying out from his land at this um, hour that we're in. Um, today, I have two prayer focuses. And so I'll go through them. The first one, no, first of all, I want to say something that the Lord is being amazing in our provision. Just reminds you, the Lord is our shepherd. We will not lack. Israel, in this time of the war, we are not lacking in anything. And I'm seeing different clips on the television and on you on different links of the provision. And I'm astounded at the abundance of clothing and toiletries and food products, volunteers, chefs, drivers people to deliver, people to do counseling. It's just unbelievable. He truly has set a table before us in the presence of our enemies in a practical way. We really are not lacking anything. Our supermarkets are still full of a lot of food products, which we're all grateful for. But it's just a real blessing to see. And one of those ministries that has provided a lot of stuff is I think it's Joel Chernoff. I think it's called the Joseph Project, not the Joseph Storehouse. That's Barry Seagull. I'm pretty certain this is Joel Chernoff. And I heard him saying that immediately when this was news, what had happened here, they were already opening the warehouse doors and getting stuff loaded up into trucks because they had been storing everything, all those uh, products that I do, all the amenities that I just mentioned for over a year and of course I loved it because it's so symbolic of the Joseph storehouse from the event of Joseph himself back in in Egypt that there was plenty stored for that day when that day came and it was needed it was already there so I've just been really blessed by that and wanted to share that with you because that truly is the Lord saying you will lack nothing and so the first point for prayer is, I, I took, put a title to it, Prepare the Way. And I can see that the Lord is preparing our people, and we as his redeemed people are preparing the way for his return. And the second point, of course, is the ceasefire. So we'll get to that in just a minute. But I felt I wanted just to share, most of us are on social media, so maybe a lot of you have seen different links and different clips of testimonies uh, from the people here, and I have too. But there's a few that have stood out, and I believe that it's not just these few I'm going to share today, 
to show what God is doing. You said it at the, before we even started this watch today, but you said God is moving. And I agree with you, he is moving and we're seeing and getting glimpses of it, but it's so much far wider and higher than I, what I believe we are seeing or hearing. But as encouragement for us as believers, and just, it's good to have encouragement to hear what God is doing. So I wanted just to share a few with you and know that it's probably far more than what I'm sharing today. So I've been hearing testimonies, of course, on Hebrew television and on social media, uh, people's stories, survivors of people that family that have got been friends that are hostages and families of people that have been or friends that have been murdered. And the interviewers are asking them, how are you coping? How are you getting from day to day? And so they're sharing really raw stuff and it's very moving. And I've heard a number of these testimonies at the end, they say, oh, and I pray now. I didn't pray before this happened, but they're saying, I pray now. That to me, because I know Israeli people quite well, I know where they usually stand with God and faith. For them to, to be praying, this is a big deal. And this is not, I don't believe, of their own accord. It's that eternity that God has placed within each and every person that has been touched and awakened and they are calling out to God. Now I've seen a number, now going on to another one, I've seen a number of clips of units in the army standing outside, 20, 30, 40 soldiers, all standing with their, with their guns and their leader at the front. And their leader is reciting scriptures and then they all say it together. It is a sound to hear. And then they'll sing a song together or they'll sing a declaration together. And then at the end, I see somebody blow the shofar, numbers 10 and 9. It's awesome. I've never seen this before. They don't usually, the army don't usually do that. But they know we're in this time where they need God. And there's just this massive awakening. I am just so blessed by it. So there's that and the people giving their testimonies. I have an Israeli friend who lives in Beersheba. They're a decade older than us. So her husband's got Parkinson's. He shakes a lot. And they had to leave their home because of all the planes going over and the noise of missiles um, exploding around their area because he started to shake even more and it was just too stressful so they actually moved to Elat. Now they're believers and her family, most of them actually live in New Zealand, that's where we first met her before we even, long before we made Aliyah and we've always remained friends but her family have completely rejected her because she's a believer in Yeshua, the Jewish Messiah and her older daughter has not spoken to her for 15 years, maybe more. And Marlene, my friend, she told me just not just a few days ago that her daughter, after not talking for that long, wrote to her and said, Emma, I can't get you out of my head or my heart. I need to know how you are. God is bringing, he's turning the hearts of the fathers and the mothers back to the children and the sons and the daughters back to the, he's bringing people back together again in family units 
So coming in from every, God's working from every angle and in every facet of life. And then, of course, there's the song we sing, Coming Home. Secular Israelis all over the nation, we're singing it together with one voice, lifting it up. It's almost like a declaration before God. We're in faith. They're singing. This is a faith song. They're saying, you're coming home. We're calling you home. And then there's our prayers calling them home with scripture, of course. But the fact is there's, there's this cry going up from the land. I don't, I honestly don't believe God is not hearing. He is hearing it. It's so beautiful. Even the song we just sang, Karen, this one from Psalm 28, we're singing this all over the land as well in unity and agreement and together that's going up. And this is his word. So how can he deny his word? So there, are, there really are good things that are happening. I heard on Daystar this morning, I didn't know she was a believer actually until the end. She was sharing her testimony of how they survived terrorists in their home. And it's an amazing uh, testimony. And at the end, I realized she was a bit because she, she said, she said, Yeshua is using this in our people to bring them back to himself. So there's all these sort of confirmations. Everything comes together. You can see God is moving and he's, he's working. And, and then I think we all, a lot of us might have seen the link of an American religious Jew. And he was really strong. He was really pounding it out there like something really had risen up in him since the massacre. And I'm going to stand as a Jew. I'm going to be proud as a Jew and we're going to win. He just really just belted it out. And at the end, he said, Mashiach is knocking at the door. The religious people know too, Yeshua is not far away. And this is why he's doing all these things. As, as evil as they are, God is doing good. He's going to turn it. He's going to bring out what he wants to do in this evil hour, this very dark hour with his people and with his nation. Um, yeah, you know, we are helping to prepare the way for Yeshua to return and he is preparing the hearts of his people to know him. The two things I want to say on the flip side of that is there was an interview, uh, I think, with the leader, one of the leaders of Hamas on Lebanese TV and he's saying, you know, we're going to attack Israel again and again and again and again. We will not stop. And the, the interviewer said, oh, until you have the land of Palestine. And he said, no, until we've destroyed Israel. But of course, and that I'm going to lead this into my next prayer point, which is for the ceasefire. And I'll just, this is the last testimony I want to say. A church in Texas obviously had invited a rabbi from Israel to go and talk in their church, obviously before the massacre, and just in these last few weeks, he cancelled saying, it's too controversial for you to come to our church. Israel is not a popular topic at the moment. So I'll let you all take that in prayer at some other stage, maybe in your private prayer groups or prayer times. But you can see the good that God is doing, and then you can see what else is happening that's evil, that's sinning. You know, <laughs> this is a day 
to choose. You're going to be a sheep or a goat, a sheep no nation or a goat nation or a leadership or a government or a church or pastors or leaders in the church out there in the world or as individuals or as families or households. What are we going to choose? This really is the hour. I know this has been said before, two, three, four, five years before, sheep or goat, but I believe this is really the hour. And I think we can all agree with that, what we see, what's happening out there in the world. And some are just not choosing. Some are turning away that we're standing. Some are coming in that have never thought much about Israel, but they say, wow, I want to stand with Israel. I see this is right. This is God's nation. I just... I think I want to bring that now into so that negative side of things to bring it now into the part of talk of a ceasefire, which we all know President Biden is pressing and putting pressure on our prime minister and our government to do. There's been talk of a three-day ceasefire. I'm I just can't, we can't put our weapons down for a second. For me personally, I believe if we do that. Okay, we're going to get some hostages back because that's the deal. 15 hostages we get back if we lay our weapons down for three days. But you know what they're going to do in three days? And that could even stir the north to think, oh, this is this, they're laid down. We'll get ready and we'll do something. I don't know. It's just my own feeling. And what are we going to do? Are we going to pull all our soldiers back out when they're right now in the very center, the Makars, the heart? Of Gaza, do you know what it took to get them in there? They risked their lives to get in there and they've done an amazing job. I don't know the answers to any of these things. I'm just asking these questions because it could be if the ceasefire is agreed upon. From that, I believe we need to pray for our Prime Minister. Uh, and you've said it, it's in your, you've written it up in one of your emails as a title of your this prayer ministry for this time sue is the Issachar anointing and really if you think about it if ever our government and our military leaders need to know what to do it is right now right now with talks of a ceasefire so pray for that and i've got some scriptures but i'm sure other people are going to be praying and I believe we need to pray, and I think that people on this platform that are of American citizenship should pray for this today, is to be praying for President Biden, because he's the one putting the pressure on it. And I don't believe that he has, I respect him for who he is as a in his position, but I think a lot of people in the West, they just do not know and have and get inside the head of Middle Eastern mentality. It's so vastly and widely different, black and white from Western mentality. They don't know what we're dealing with. It, it, so we need to ask God to intervene and move on our prime minister to stand strong, to not bow to this, to so truly know if ever before in any of his days of leading Israel and other wars that he's been, that we've all been in with him as a leader, but this war to really truly know 
what to do and not bow down to the ceasefire. So I'm not sure if David wanted to add for a few minutes something about that, the ceasefire, and then I hand back to you, Fred, for prayer. Yeah, shalom, everyone. Uh, actually, I wanted to really speak about something else. Uh, I'll do it very quickly, hopefully within about five minutes, because we need to pray. Uh, uh, during the Apollo 13 uh, moon mission, one of the astronauts uh, radioed back to mission control, and he, he said his words were, Houston, we have a problem. And I want to paraphrase that for the situation with the war today. And uh, I would say that world, <laughs> we have a problem, or world, you have a problem, and the problem is Gaza. And of course, we know what's happening in Gaza right now. But the heart of the, I really believe that the heart of the problem over Gaza is that Gaza, and Fred said at the very beginning that, that Israel belongs to God. Gaza belongs to Israel. So by default, Gaza also belongs to God. And just a few scriptures just to, just to back that up. Uh, Joshua, there, there's several. If you just wanted, if you want more, you can uh, do a search on the word Gaza. But Joshua 1547 is one and then judges uh it says that also Ju judah took gaza with its territory and ashkelon and ekron and ashdod so as much as as much as ashkelon and ashdod are legitimately a part of israel so is gaza and gaza is, is definitely a part of the territory that god promised to abraham when he was making the covenant in genesis chapter 15 i think it is verses 17 18 thereabouts so the real problem is and this is it's either now or if it's not now it will be at some stage in the future the world and particularly america is telling us we cannot go and reoccupy gaza but gaza belongs to israel and god is a covenant making covenant keeping god and if it's not now at some stage in the future and i don't know how it's going to happen but at some stage in the future gaza must become uh, a part of israel once again because it's a part of the land uh, that God promised. And you can see that in, in maps of the uh, British partition and maps of uh, actually Israel's going to be going to occupy the Sinai and uh, all of Israel, including Gaza and the Judea, Samaria, Jordan, and the lower part of the lower part of Lebanon, the lower part of Syria, and right across to the great river Euphrates. That is a part of the boundary those are the boundaries that god gave and for the sake of god's name his own name he somehow at some stage he is going to he is going to give that back to israel so the problem for the world is they a they don't read the bible and if they do they probably haven't even read those verses and they don't know what god has said when they are trying to prevent israel from taking back the land that god's given us they are really opposing god himself and that is not that is not good for one's nation or one's own life if you, to oppose God because I know in a conflict with God who's going to win each time. So that really is the problem that Israel's facing. And again, going just going back to the ceasefire, the world is wanting Israel to somehow back off and not go ahead and do what we need to do to get rid of uh, Hamas. But it, it you know if this is I'm not sure that it is the time, but it's, if either now or at some stage something's going to happen that God will cause uh, Gaza to come back into the hands of the Israelis. And just maybe looking at that on a positive side, there are 1.5 million, approximately 1.5 million Israeli Arabs. They live inside the, the current borders 
of Israel right now. And most of them, I think that if they were really honest, they would say that their lives are much, much better than, than the people living in Gaza and in, in the West Bank. And so just one possible scenario is that somehow the people of Gaza would wake up and realize that their lives would be better off living inside Israel alongside of us and, and with the Jewish people. But again, I, I don't even know how to pray into that because it's such a, it's such a big thing. But if God has, God has said it, somehow he will do it. And, and it's something that all of us, and why I felt to share it is because it's a very, of course, it's a very controversial issue. It's what everybody's arguing and all the protests are about and what the war is about. And at some stage, for those of you, for Israel, and for those of you who are, for everybody who's standing with Israel, we will have to face the flak or the fire of standing with Israel when something like that happens. So we need to, we need to be ready for that. So I just really like to encourage you just to read those scriptures and just be sure in your own mind that, that Gaza is legitimately a part of God's covenanted land to the Jewish people. But like with the Israeli Arabs, we, we are prepared to share it if they are prepared to live with us in peace and they would be far better off. So it's really, God, it's in your hands. We just want to pray uh, along with your plans and purposes, Father. So we just thank you, Lord, in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. David, could you please put the, the addresses on, the, on what you just said? Can you please put the scripture references? Can you put that in the chat so that we can? Okay, I'll do that now. Yeah. Fred, while he's doing that, I just wanted to say thank you, David, for bringing that up, because actually modern-day Jordan is part of what Israel was supposed to be, too. And I, can I just start out with the, a couple of scriptures that I think if we can focus people to, it looks like uh, you could, you read these scriptures that it could be coming off our TV screens today, and it's happening now. One is out of Zephaniah 2. I won't read the whole thing, but it starts in uh, chapter 2, verse 4. And this is being prophesied by Zephaniah. For Gaza shall be forsaken, and Ashkelon desolate. They shall drive out Ashdod at noonday, and Ekron shall be uprooted. Woe to the inhabitants of the seacoast, the nation of the Cherethites. The word of the Lord is against you. O Canaan, land of the Philistines, I will destroy you. There shall be no inhabitant. These are hard words. You don't like to say that kind of a thing. But this is prophesied. And Israel has, is walking out God's prophetic word. And it goes on to say, verse 10, This they shall have for their pride, because they have reproached and made arrogant threats against the people of the Lord of hosts. The Lord will be awesome to them, for he will reduce to nothing all the gods of the earth. That's not the people, the gods of the earth. People shall worship him. That means the Arabs and the Jews, each one from his place. Indeed, all the shores of the nations. And then uh, Zechariah 9 is almost like a newsreel today, but just part of this. Uh, Zechariah 9, verse 5, Ashkelon shall see it in fear. Gaza also shall be very sorrowful. And Ekron, for he dried up their expectation. The king shall perish from Gaza, and Ashkelon shall not be inhabited. In verse 11, it goes, God will save his people. 
As for you also, because of the blood of your covenant, I will set your prisoners free from the waterless pit. We say those hostages will be set free. Return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today, I declare that I will restore double in you. For I have bent Judah my bow, fitted the bow with Ephraim, and raised up your sons, O Zion, against your sons, O Greece, and made you like a sword of a mighty man. I believe we're seeing that even right now. And even in these conversations on this watch, the strength of the heartbeat of the Messianic Jews in the land they will be a th sharp threshing instrument in the Lord's hand. And Father, we pray a blessing and a strength to everyone in Israel today uh, that are on the front lines for the, the Jewish people, the even the Orthodox Jews. Father, may your word become a sharp threshing instrument in their spirit, preparing the way for them to receive you as their Messiah. And I pray for the Messianics in the land. First John 4, 17 Love is perfected in this, that you will have boldness in the days of judgment. I call forth a boldness in them and a receptivity in those who don't believe. This is the time for when you are strong, God will un, uh, un, take off the blinders of the blind eyes and unstop the deaf ears, and he will come with vengeance to save his people. Amen. Amen. And let me just, and we'll start off, let me just add to those prayers and just, oh boy, as a citizen of the United States, I just want to repent for what are the position that our nation uh, has taken under President Biden to try to stop Israel from doing what it needs to do. There's obviously a lot of controversy in this and, and mixed feelings or whatever, but as the official the, the attempt to pressure Israel, I just want to repent of that and, and say we're so sorry that our government is um, not going the right way in this regard. There's actually a mixture that the United States wants to support Israel, but then not, and not be able to fully support them. And this has been going on for years. And uh, so I just want to repent. It's wrong. It's not correct. It's not God's will. And, uh, and only to say that it is it is what President Biden is doing and saying now, but there is a large contingent of people in the United States who are 100% with Israel. I just want to also point out that our new Speaker of the House of Representatives is one of the most important positions in government and political positions in government. While the, while the start of the war was going on, we got miraculously a new Speaker of the House of Representatives who... Um, is unafraid to talk about his Christian faith. He goes every morning into the, there is a congressional prayer room. He starts his day in the congressional prayer room. When he was asked about his worldview, he pointed to the Bible and he said, read the Bible and you'll know what my worldview is. So he's completely um, unafraid to, and he's gotten a lot of attacks over that, completely unafraid to do that and to oh, share Fred. that. And so. There is hope in our government. Yesterday, he had families of people that are um, hostages right now, families that were attacked on October 7th, come and testify before the con Congress. Yeah, and the, also the House of Representatives yesterday voted to censure Rashida Tlaib, who is a, a representative who has been 
just saying, agreeing with that whole uh, that whole phrase of from the river to the sea, which is uh, she's trying to backtrack and say, no, she's just for the for the Palestinian people. But that phrase is is talks about really the annihilation of the Jews in Israel and the land. And and she was rightly censured. So it's not again, the United States isn't totally for the the uh, ceasefire but it is but our president is pushing that and so we just declare lord that supernaturally that you will cause this this pressure to cease and that there will be uh, such an outcry from the united states and from the people and from the parts of our government from the house of representatives that this will not happen that the pressure will not continue that rather there will be there will be support for Israel to do what Israel has been called to do to defend themselves as a nation and and get rid of this evil that is that is Hamas that is is pure evil that is calling for the destruction of Israel and all the people in Israel it couldn't be more clear their intent than what happened on October 7th and so we just say lord remove the you're the only one who can remove the the blinders who can remove this veil that is over a portion of our people and people across the world as well. And we say, Lord, your kingdom come and your will be done in Israel in Yeshua's name. Amen. Okay, let's have a few people pray. Um, let's raise your hand electronically. We'll call on you We're, and uh, just be be brief. Go right into the prayer and just be brief. If you have a scripture, go ahead and, and declare it. Uh, can I just go ahead, say that- Blair, go ahead. Sorry, before you start, Blair, surely you had written something in the chat. Yeah, you had a, you had a, a prophecy about or a vision about praying about the arrows. So w maybe you'll raise your hand soon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So is, so we'll Blair, you go, and then we'll call on Shirley. Go ahead. All right. Heavenly Father, we come before you at this time, and we pray that your as we pray that your kingdom come your will be done lord that we would have the faith lord to receive that that your release as you released israel from the the bondage of egypt and of pharaoh with a mighty hand an outstretched arm that we would have the faith to go forward that we would have the faith to obey lord as you released peter from the prison surrounded by soldiers under King Herod, that he had the faith to go forward, that we would have the faith to open the door as the hostages are knocking. Lord, help us to have faith that you are doing this. And as I had a vision just yesterday during it, I couldn't stay awake at nap time, at, at, at lunchtime, and, and, and this blinding light that awoke me what Israel going through daily or often with the bombs and such, Lord, but it, that you say that, will you not do it? Will you do nothing without first revealing to the prophets? Lord, what does that mean? Reveal it to us, Lord, that you are doing a mighty thing and you use all things together for good and those who love you and are called according to your purpose. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Blair. Let's go to... Um... Shirley, go ahead and uh, unmute yourself and just pray into what you put in the chat. Yeah, 
a couple of days, weeks ago, I just had this sense about Elisha when he said to Joash, he said, strike the ground. And Joash obviously only struck three times. And Elisha was furious with him and said he struck because then he would have destroyed it. He would have destroyed Syria. And now, if you think about the three times, and in fact, I put in the chat earlier to Susan, when you started at 3 p.m. Jerusalem time, my computer, now you've got your little digital clock, my digital clock on my computer jumped back seven minutes and froze. The computer was fine, but the, the, the clock froze for seven, for, it went back seven minutes and it froze for a few minutes. And then I thought, what is going on? And then it jumped back to normal again. That is not normal. Is that is that a, a symbol? So, Father, if, if, if that is the amount of strikes that need to happen, if it needs to be the seven, Father, we just thank you that those, I just thank you for courage, Father God. I just thank you for all the giants and all the noise that is so loud, trying to bring the ceasefire. What I sensed you saying, Lord, was strike the ground and don't stop. But Fred, you said just now about cause the pressure to cease fire. Something about cause the, the and when you said that, it was like the Lord was saying to me, we call a ceasefire on the ceasefire request. So that ceasefire that they are calling for, we call a ceasefire on that ceasefire request in the name of Yeshua, in the name of Jesus. And then in that whole, in that same situation with Elisha, the same parallel, same section in the chapter, Elisha was buried. And when the men threw a body inside the tomb, they didn't have time because of the war. They didn't have time. They threw a dead man's body. When the dead man's body touched Elisha's bones, it was resurrected. So the last act of Elisha was bringing a resurrection through his bones. And Susan has had on her heart for some time that we needed to do another 24-hour worship. And she's been talking about it and saying it. And so we all know about 11.11. But 11.11, John 11.11 is when Jesus says, I'm going to wake him up. He's not talking about raising Lazarus from the dead necessarily. He's talking about waking him up. Revelation 11.11 is talking about the three witnesses. After three and a half days, they were raised from the dead. And all who saw it were terrified. Resurrection. There's so many 1111 scriptures, but Sarah in the Hebrews Hall of Faith, 1111, her womb was resurrected. So, Father, we just speak a resurrection on what it is that you are wanting to accomplish. Father, when so many people over the millennia have failed, where they have bowed, where they have succumbed to the pressure, we call that ceasefire on the ceasefire request and we say in the name of Jesus that this will come to a conclusion in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you so much, Shirley. All right, let's go to Molly. Go ahead, Molly. Just unmute yourself. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Fred. I want to decree what Rick Ridings had put in to pray for the IDF, uh, which is just to declare that prayer from 
Psalm 140, verse 4 to 11. Keep, keep O oh Lord, uh, the idea from the hands of the wicked and preserve them from the violent men of Hamas who have planned to overthrow the idea. They have hid a snare for the, for the idea and with cords they have spread a net and they have set traps for the IDF army. But God, we say to you that you are, and the IDF Lord is, even as Josie declared, that we see them declaring you as God who hears the voice of their supplications, O oh Lord, right now. O oh God, the Lord of all of us and the IDF Lord in this hour, the strength, you are the strength of their salvation and we declare that you have covered their head in the day of battle. Grant not, O oh Lord, the desires of the wicked Hamas. Do not allow their evil plot, let they, lest they be raised up. As for the head of those who encompass the idea, let the mischief of their own lips overwhelm them. Let burning coals fall upon them and let them be cast into the fire, into the deep pits that they do not rise up again. This is our decree together, God, that this evil force will not rise up again. Father God, we thank you that it was, you said, God, you will fight with the Amalekites from generations to generations. So we stand with you and say that, Lord, fight against the spirit in the name of Yeshua. And Lord, let not an evil speaker be established in the land of Gaza. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask and let that no speak, no governmental people from nations speak. Those who speak evil of Israel be established in the land. Let evil hunt the violent men and overthrow them. Father, we thank you that you are fighting this battle and you will do away with this evil doers and this evil army that comes against Israel. And Father, that Hamas will be destroyed and will be removed from Gaza in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Molly. So we've got, so we're going to go Afifa, Harry, Morel, and then we're going to go back to Karen and 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 Josie and David. Unless Karen, do you do you want to make your comments now, or do you want to wait until the others go first? No, the only reason I raised my hand is that before we close, I want to close with a song that I'm, I'm going to do just from the keyboard. So I just want to make sure we have time for that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Great. So we're not going to be. We're just going to stop there. Then so Afifa, Harry, and Morel, you guys go ahead and be brief, and then we'll go back to Karen. If any of you have stuff that you want to share, the chat is wide open. Please put it in, into the chat. So go ahead, Afifa. Yes. Uh, after David sharing about Gaza belong to Israel, Israel belong to Gaza, it's the promised land. And I felt very much uh, that it is true. It is true. And the Lord will add this. But the first scripture that I wanted to, to declare for the hostages and for all Israel, the Lord was saying, behold, I will lift up my hand in an oath to the nation. He already done that. And set up my standard for the people. 
They shall bring your sons in their arms and your daughters shall be carried on their shoulders. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus, you not talking only about the Alial, but you're talking the one with captive that you lift up his standard and you will bring it, Father God, as we don't know what to do sometimes or what decision to make or to do, but you will to do it because you have an oath. You have a covenant with this nation, Abba Father. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, that when people will come, Lord God, this place around them will be too small for them to bring them all, Lord Jesus, as you said it here, Father God. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, that the captives can be taken from the, for the mighty strong man, Lord Jesus. You said even the captive of the mighty shall be taken away and the prey of the terrible be delivered. For I will contend with you and I will save your children. So Lord, will come to you, save them from the strong man, save them from the sin, save them to come to know you. Lord Jesus, you are redeeming this nation again for yourself, Father God, because of the oath and because of the covenant that you have made with the forefather. So we thank you, Lord. We believe in what you're written in the Bible. We're not believing what's happening out there. In Yeshua's name, I praise you and I worship you. And I said, yes, amen. Bring them on in the mighty name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Afifa. Harry, go ahead and then Morel, and then we're going to go back to Karen. Just as David went out to fight against Goliath, we stand, Father God, and we will not back down. And Lord, I pray that the Knesset and Prime Minister uh, Netanyahu will not back down from this fight by being pressured by the American government and other governments around the world that are saying, no, we need to give humanitarian relief. We know that's a lot of hot air. And so, Lord, we ask you to give the leadership of Israel, Lord God, the determination to not back down from being, being threatened in whatever manners they're trying to do that. Let them hold fast to the conviction that they have, that there will not be a ceasefire, that what you have planned for Israel's army to do, Lord, we ask that you continue to give them victory as they move forward, Lord God. And we pray, Lord, you continue to open eyes of the blind Jewish people around the globe. Help them to see the signs and wonders and miracles and the faithfulness of you being the deliverer once again, as you have done many times before. In Yeshua's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Harry. Go ahead, Morel. Yes, in the name of the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, I stand as an Australian with the anointing that the Lord has given Australia as a restraining order I place as a bulwark against the United States government and its pres president from placing the pressure on Israel to with, withdraw and have a ceasefire. So we just put the stop sign in Jesus' name. You will not succeed in placing this pressure upon Israel. They will do what the Lord God Almighty calls them to do and will not be stopped. We stop the United States from doing this in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. Amen. From the United States, we agree. Amen. All right, Karen, yeah. go ahead. I also just I just want to go back to one of the points that Josie made at the beginning, 
about the sheep and the goats, the Lord separating, and uh, this whole spirit of deception. And I was just, I don't know who shared, was it you, you David, that oh, about that some of the families were invited to a church to share, and they were, or, or somebody from Israel to share, and they were told not to come because it was too controversial. That just breaks my heart. And I just want to say a prayer before we move, before I close with this song also. Lord, we, I just pray for the spirit of truth, oh God, to penetrate into your body, oh God, the body of believers. Lord, we thank you. I thank you for all the hundreds of thousands, maybe millions who already have come to an understanding of your, what the Bible says about Israel and, your, and are carrying already an intercessory heart and an understanding. But Lord, I, I pray, oh God, for those in that call themselves believers, Lord God, who have not had that revelation, Lord. We pray, Lord, I pray you use everyone in the Global Watch Network, Lord, to reach our sphere of, the spheres of influence that you've given each of us, oh God, to not be silent at this time, to, to Lord, we have so many, Lord, I think somebody said there's so many things, why are we watching, repeating, re, oh, you said, Fred, at the very beginning, that we have to keep seeing some of these realities of what took place on October 7th because there's been denial. There's denial about it. There's a minimization of it. And Lord, so we thank you, Lord, that the videos, the proof is there. And Lord, we pray for eyes to be opened and hearts to be changed to your heart for Israel, God, in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. I just, I felt, I know we're very much at the top of the hour. Some of you who uh, watched the, uh, the broadcast on Monday night from the Great Synagogue in Jerusalem, which was very moving of Jews and Christians standing together. And it closed with the uh, an Orthodox Jewish songwriter, worship, worshiper, I call him a worship leader, Yair Levy, who some of you may have seen him. He was on a program with Sean Foyt, who sponsored, did a night for Israel after the massacre had started and brought him to Los Angeles. But he was on this broadcast in Jerusalem. And it so touched my heart that he has a new version of 10,000 Reasons, Bless the Lord, <laughs> by Matt Redman. And I wanted to play it because this is really, he, he's singing the words, This is our anthem. This is what we go out before the army every day. According to Second Chronicles 20, we're going out ahead of the army and with this proclamation. Why don't we just end this hour with singing this together? I think you all at this point know the words too. <laughs> Give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord, we thank you, Lord, your mercy endures forever, O oh God. Thank you, Lord, for your covenant of mercy, O oh God, your everlasting covenant of Israel, oh God. Lord, we stand on your word today, and Lord, we proclaim your goodness in the name of the Lord. We would have despaired if we had not believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. Amen. Karen,